Have you heard the saying, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it? Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. Let's go beyond bariatric surgery. Let's talk about everything you need to move on. Dan Grebe has applied the saying and his mindset to every aspect of his life, from fatherhood to business, health to wealth, and everything in between. Don't go anywhere. Dan will share his journey, how he accomplished his ultimate physical goal after surgery as a triathlete, and what you don't want to miss, the belief he had prior to weight loss that he no longer has. If you've had bariatric surgery, you need a specific bariatric multivitamin, not an off-the-shelf version. There's a big difference. In Australia, choose BN Multi. Find them at beyondbariatricsurgery.com in the shop. Joining me via Skype from Orlando, Florida is Dan Grebe. Dan's reputation and achievement in the real estate world have been built on his tenacity, enthusiasm, and unwavering commitment to personal growth and development. But his other passion project is his health and his fitness. Dan culminated his weight loss journey by accomplishing his ultimate physical goal as a triathlete, completing four half Ironman and one full Ironman races. Dan is living proof that life is truly 90% what you make of it. You can find out more about Dan on our website, beyondbariatricsurgery.com. Just click on the podcast for his episode and then the show notes or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash beyondbariatricsurgery. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, Dan, I'd like to start off, kind of back up a little bit and have you tell your story that led you to the decision to lose weight and ultimately to weight loss surgery. So back up and start with how you gained the weight and what brought you basically to now. Yeah, so thank you for, uh, for allowing me to share my story with your audience here. You know, my story actually starts when I was a young man. You know, I grew up, you know, poor, and, and, I, and I grew up in a dysfunctional family, and I really wanted to have a better life. You know, as a young man, you know, I was abused by my father. I went through a lot of issues as a child. And I remember saying, when I get older, it's going to be different. You know, and, and when I became a little bit older, I said I would put my family tree on my shoulders and that everything that passed through me would be different. I couldn't be responsible for what happened to the limbs that were above me. But every route that went through Dan Grebe, my children, my, my, my great-grandchildren, my grandchildren, everything that I touched after me would be different. So I set out on a journey to, to, to create a life that was that. I wanted to be a great dad, and I wanted to be a great husband. I wanted to be everything to my wife that my father never was to my mom. Wow. I wanted, yeah, that, I, I, thank that, you. That's great. I mean, and what a, what a goal to set and to realize at such a young age that there was an issue and that you didn't want to carry that forward. No, I, I did not. And I still don't. And, and, and I'm working towards it, towards it daily. And I wanted to have not only a great relationship with my, with my children, I wanted to be something special with my wife. I also wanted to make a difference in this world. I wanted to, to let my life have meaning. So I set out on that journey to do so. I accomplished my goal of being a police officer um, and did really well at that. But I, I woke up one day and uh, I was making just enough money to be broke all the time. I was away from my wife. I was away from my kids. And, and I knew that being a police officer wasn't it for me. I was gaining weight, but I, I hadn't gotten really heavy but I knew that the job that I had wasn't it. So I set off 
on becoming an entrepreneur and I got into real estate. Wow, yeah, and that's a huge change. And I, I know from working with police departments in the past and their wellness programs that the stress and the lifestyle of being a police officer can be very conducive to weight gain and not the best health. Oh, no, no, not at all. Unless you have a chief that believes in wellness and really, you know, focuses that. So to know that, and then that's a pretty big leap, Dan, from police officer to real estate. Yeah, it, it was a huge leap for me, primarily because it was not in line with my goal. I wanted my wife to stay home with our children so they, she could be the mother that my mother couldn't be to me. My mother had to work three jobs just to put food on the table. So a lot of the life lessons I learned I had to learn the hard way, and I didn't want my children to have to do that. I wanted them to have their mother. So I went out and became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I started chasing you know, this concept of being wealthy. I wanted to be a millionaire, and I went through the ups and downs of, of a real estate market. I made a lot of money, I lost a lot of money, I almost faced bankruptcy. And then, and then as a result of that, you know, you've heard my saying, life is 10% about what happens and 90% about how you respond. I battled out of the financial trouble I got myself into, and then I showed up one day uh, financially free. All this time that you're going through this kind of roller coaster of the real estate market, were you working so much that you were gaining weight during this time? Yeah, I, I was gaining weight and I knew I was gaining weight. And mm -hmm. here's the belief that I had at that time, Susan. It was, you can't have everything. See, I had a great relationship with my wife. My wife uh, is, it, it has, has everything that I wanted it to be. Uh, my mother was abused by my father, so I didn't want my wife to ever be afraid of me or, or ever feel like she couldn't come to me for comfort or, or for any need. And we have that. And my children, you know, they know that I love them as much as the day is long. And, and we have that. I really have that relationship. And I have the business and had the business that was one where people could come to work here and, and could accomplish their goals and that their opinions mattered and that what they did mattered and that their they were valuable as employees, and I have a great relationship with my, with my God. But you know what? I didn't have help. Yeah, and, I, was, you know, I was just going to say, I'm getting the sense, though, that something's missing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and here's the deal. And a lot of people believe the lie that you can't have everything, and I was one of them. I mean, because think about it. If I told someone, listen, you could have a great marriage, you can have a great relationship with your kids, you can have the money, you can have the business, you can have all of that, but you know what? Like you're gonna, you're just, you're gonna have to not take care of yourself. You're like, well, of course I would do that. I mean, my wife is better off as a result. My kids are better off as a result. My employees are better off as a result. If I've got to trade something, I'm gonna trade my health for those because it's selfish if I don't. This is the least selfish thing to do. I'll take, I won't take care of myself so I can take care of everybody else. I and, believe that. And how long did you believe that until you gained? And and what was your highest weight as you? Set, you know, kind of put your health at risk and struggled along. What was the highest weight that you reached? Somewhere in the area of about a 330, 320. And how long was this? Over what period of, of time, Dan, were you struggling? I would say for a good 10 years, uh, I struggled. Now, with that being said, I'm a little bit different than most okay. in that I was a state champion in jujitsu. I, uh, I could run a 5K. I could do a lot of things. However, I knew there was a problem that I never talked about. People didn't know how much I weighed because I quote carried it well and I was athletic 
And I just figured out, you know, like tomorrow I'll try this thing. And listen, I tried everything. Ah, that was going to be my next question. I, I, I want to ask because I know people are saying the same, thinking the same thing. Did you try diet plans or pills or supplements or what all did you try to lose the weight? Yeah. So I get the opportunity to, to travel the, the U.S. and uh, Canada sometimes and share this, my life story. And, and I share this story a lot is I tried everything. And, and I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to share with your audience here what I tried. So, so the first thing I tried was uh, Weight Watchers. So what Weight Watchers was to me is I would go and uh, not eat healthy for about six out of seven days. And just before the day that I uh, was going to weigh in, I would eat healthy or starve myself. I would lose two or three pounds. I would get a few rubber bands or something. All the ladies that were there would be angry that, <laughs> that one guy could lose so much weight in one day. And then I'd go right back to my lifestyle with no accountability. I tried that for a while. Then, um, then, I, then I ordered a Nutrisystem type thing. I don't know if it in fact was them. And basically, if you don't know what that is, what that is is a, a company that sends you the food you're supposed to eat in a box and you leave it in your kitchen. You never eat it and you never lose any weight. I did that for a while. <laughs> Self-sabotage here seems to be a big part of this story. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And then um, I hired a personal trainer who uh, shared with me nothing about nutrition, and I tried to outwork out my incompetency, and that was outwork my incompetency in understanding food and, and how to properly balance my nutrition, and, and uh, that didn't work. And then the last thing I did, Susan, and I think you'll really appreciate this, is I went on a diet called the HCG diet. And basically, if you don't know what HCG is, it's a hormone that um, women have in their body when they're pregnant. So what I did is I uh, made myself pregnant for a couple of months, and then I went on a 500-calorie-a-day diet, and I lost about 40 pounds in, uh, in four months or so, uh, maybe more, 50 pounds in, in four months. And then I stopped taking the HCG, HCG started eating what we would consider a normal amount of calories and gained all the weight back. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was waiting for that because people are probably going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's most fabulous weight loss. But I was just waiting for the sentence that is, I gained all the weight back because that's exactly what happens. So you've really gone full circle and trying almost or a little bit of everything that's out there. What, oh, yeah. what then, so... Was there anything specific that led you to say, I'm going to take a look at weight loss surgery, or were you just saying, that's it, I'm done? Well, no, that wasn't the case. And I want to lead up to this in just a second here. You know, how did I, we know about bariatric surgery because we know people that have had them. I mean, it's not a secret anymore. It's, it's common for people to have surgeries. You could have them. You probably know somebody in your community or in your tribe that has had it. Um, and a lot of them are open. I mean, you can go online, you can Google it, you can physically watch the surgery if you want to on YouTube. So I knew about options. However, for me, I never really took the option until or considered the option until one day I was laying in bed. Susan, I was laying in bed with my wife one day, and we were doing what every married couple that has been married for 15 years does when they're laying in bed at night. I was playing on Facebook, and so was she on her phone, and I was on mine. <laughs> The biggest killer of sex, technology. Exactly. Well, I didn't <laughs> want you to say that, yes. Um, so, so we're playing on Facebook, and, um, and Facebook has this feature called Time Hop. And basically what that is is it shows you a photo of one year ago, three years ago, five years ago, and seven years. And, uh, and a photo showed up from one year ago, three years ago, five, and seven years. Just happened to have photos on all those days. And I looked at these photos, and I saw 
myself being overweight one year ago, overweight three years ago, overweight five years ago, and overweight seven years ago. And I said to myself, oh my God, my next diet plan, I'll start tomorrow, has not worked for seven freaking years at least. Yeah, that's eye-opening for sure. And, and yeah, it really bothered me. And you know, I already knew. I didn't like going in and buying new clothes, so I already knew there was a problem. And Susan, if I'm just 100% honest and transparent with your audience here, I hope that they will allow me to be transparent and vulnerable and that they'll also be a little vulnerable back with themselves when they hear me say this because some of them are doing this right now. Susan, I would go to the doctor and I would pray that that doctor would say, if you don't do this with your health, you will die. And you know, I would go to the doctor and he would say, everything's great. Your blood is fine. Your heart is fine. Everything is fine. You, you could lose a few pounds, but that's that. Um, I'll see you in a year. And I would leave disappointed. I would leave thinking, crap, I haven't received the news that I have to make a change. And then I would go back to my lifestyle. I would feel really bad. So I was looking for a head start. And let me just tell your audience, uh, having a bariatric surgery is not going to, in and of itself, change anything. I mean, you can lose some weight, but it's not going to be the difference maker. It's Life is 10% about what happens, 90% about how you respond. What are you going to do after? Yes, thank you for that. And, and I think that is one of the most important points so far in, in our discussion, because it isn't the end all be all. It is the first step in a lifelong journey. And you're so right. So when you had your surgery, would you say what type you had, if you don't mind, and oh, how, no how much weight you've lost? Because then I want to go into what you've done since then. Absolutely. So I had the, uh, the well, for me, can I just take, take one second here? For sure. me, I had the gastric sleeve. And the reason why I chose the gastric sleeve is because I knew I needed a head start. And I knew that I needed to change a lot of the things that I did. One of those is I needed to relearn how to eat. And what that means is not only did I need to relearn how to eat the right foods in the right orders at the right times, but I also needed to learn relearn how to chew food. Because being an on-the-go, A-type personality, high-energy guy, maybe you guys have noticed that a little bit, I, I just would consume food and just take two bites, swallow, two bites, yeah. swallow. And that's not conducive to weight loss. No. It's actually a way to gain weight. And I think that what you just described is the way that many people in America and the way that we eat, grab it and go, and you're actually eating while you're doing something else. So you usually have no clue what you just ate or how much you ate because your mind is focused on something else. Exactly right. So what I did is I chose this particular surgery which a lot of them are good for different people, but for me, this was the one mm -hmm. because I knew that it would. It was a very minor, small invasive surgery. Uh, they they literally do it. The surgery took 45 minutes. I did it in outpatient surgery. I was out of the surgery within an hour. I was home the same day. I was walking the same day, but I had to relearn how to eat just like a baby. So my first intake of food was actually just water, mm -hmm. just water, and then it was broth. And then it was pureed food, baby food. Then it was soft foods. And these are over the course of days and weeks. So now my body's relearning how to absorb nutrition into my body. I can't eat candy. I can't eat ice cream. I can't eat Oreos at this time in my life. Because if I do, I'll throw up or I'll, 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 it'll generate pain. Right. Did you work with a registered dietitian before your surgery? 
Um, I did. I had a dietitian. Her name was Megan. She's fantastic here in Orlando. And she had she had she had taught me about food, and she had taught me about some of the addictive nature of food as well. Um, but again, you know, I was really unconscious to that. So I needed to relearn for myself the process of eating. So by the time I could actually eat what we would consider junk food, or I could drink soda, which is so terrible for us, um, my body had now been given a fresh start. And I'd already lost uh, maybe 30, 40 pounds my first you know, month, month and a half. So I was already on the path to that. So now I'm feeling better as a human being about my body. I'm seeing success in this area of my life that I, I had pretty much written off. And now I'm saying, it's possible, it's happening, I can eat the right way. And now I'm forced to eat the right way because if I don't, it'll generate pain, I won't get the right nutrition, and I've gone through a major process. So here the deal is, I'm telling you, telling your audience as a, as a person that's done it, that the surgery itself really isn't that big of a deal. However, if you're a person that hasn't had a surgery recently or you're a doctor, um, you can talk like that, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But if you're going in to literally have your your a part of your fingernail removed and they're going to sedate you and you're going to have to you know, go under sedation and it's going to be called an operation, you're not sleeping the night before. No. You're probably <laughs> no. thinking about it right. for weeks and weeks. So it's naturally going to take up more attention in your life than anything else. And that's what I needed. I needed my attention to shift. Now, did you have any complications at all following your surgery? Um, not immediately. I did not have any uh, any real pain. I had minor pain, which they call gas pain, which is from the surgery that just gas tra trapped in your body that will eventually go away. You, it goes away by movement primarily. Um, that went away after the first two days. Had no real pain. Uh, lost uh, a little over a hundred pounds or close to a hundred pounds, and had my what you would call a um, an issue related to the surgery, and that is that my gallbladder went bad. Which and sometimes very, happens, yeah. Sometimes happens, very common when you have this amount of weight loss in the speed in which I did, because for me, my weight loss of 100 pounds was uh, 18 months. Wow. So you're talking about a guy that was 300 pounds, uh, somewhat athletic, uh, that in 18 months went from breathing heavy going up the stairs, but athletic, to 100% um, change in my body to the point where almost unrecognizable, people have literally walked up to me and said, Dan, I love you. And I do not want you to take this the wrong way. Are you sick? Are you dying? Yeah. And we've had a lot of people in our, we have a closed Facebook group and there's a lot of that discussion about how it affects people who see you and changes their life as much as it does you because you are transformed. You know, you've been talking Good. a lot. Yeah. You've talked a lot about your personal life. I, I want to, you to share if you would how the surgery has affected your family your business your personal life oh absolutely well well number one is i have a, a renewed sense of confidence now i was already a confident person but my confidence has has changed even more and and not just in like you know i look in the mirror and, I, and i'm really happy with the body that i see but i look in the mirror and i'm happy of who i became in the process of regaining my health because now my thinking is not limited. You know what? I really can be married the rest of my life. 
I can really have a business worth living and having for the rest of my life. I really can accomplish things that I didn't think I could accomplish before. I had hopes that I could do those things, but now I really believe it because I've watched and took part in the transformation of the shell of my soul, my body. I love that story. And that's just so empowering and so hopeful. And what I know you've also done is become quite the athlete. So would you share about how then the surgery led you to decide to get even more fit and participate in the races? Tell us about that. Yes. So thank you. So what for me physically, I knew that I needed to exercise. And now that I had been given this new opportunity to do so at, at, in my 40s, I said, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do that. So first thing I did is I started out with a simple group training exercise. And I believe in group training. I think group training in and of itself adds accountability. I do not think working out in and of it by yourself is the best way to do it right after a weight loss surgery specifically. So I started out with a, with a company called Orange Theory, where they would make you run on a treadmill, do weights, and do a rower all within an hour. And it was kind of in a group uh, atmosphere. So there was you know, 20 people at a time doing it. So you would have to move station to station with people and people would see whether you were working or not. And I would always find myself, excuse me for saying this, you know, parking myself next to the hardest working pretty woman. And I never wanted a hardworking pretty woman to look over and see me not working hard. So I, I would always, <laughs> I would add more pressure to work hard and, and, and do a good job just because I wanted to, to look good. So I did that for a while. I found a young man within my audience that wanted to lose some weight and I brought him along for the journey with me. And I believe that, that if, you, if you accomplish something great in your life or you're on the path to doing that, it's always easier to climb the mountain with someone else. And the best way to to master something is to teach it. So I said, I'm going to take a younger person on this mission with me. I'm happy to report that young man has lost 60 pounds and is also a triathlete like me. I'll tell you the story about that in a second. Once I completed Orange Theory, I started looking for the next challenge. And I said to myself, what is something I could do with my body to be an example for others? That if I could do this, that other people could say, I can go run a 5K or I could, I could get my body in shape. And I said, Iron Man. I want to go be the 1% of all athletes in the United States or the world that accomplish an Ironman. And if you don't know what an Ironman is, it's a 2.4-mile swim. It is a 114-mile bike ride. And then it's a full marathon afterwards, 26.2 miles. So it's a 140-mile mile race that you complete. You have 17 hours to complete it, basically from 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning till about midnight. If you do not cross the finish line by midnight, you are not declared an Ironman and they pull you off the course. And what a mindset you must have to do that. I decided that was what I was going to do. So I didn't go right to Ironman. I started with a 5K, just literally a 5K, uh, which is three miles. I did a 5K race. I did a couple of those. Then I did, uh, I learned to swim and I joined a local club here and I got a trainer. The guy local here, his name is Hector Torres. He's a fantastic trainer trained me uh, how to swim and bike and run uh, like a triathlete. And I started doing the short courses, the, the sprints that take you an hour to do. Then I did the Olympic distance. Then I did my first half Ironman. And I'm happy to report um, I'm a little over two years or let's see, uh, December 2015 is when I had the surgery. So a little over two years, I guess, at this point uh, since I've, I've had the surgery. And in that time, uh, I've run set, uh, five half Ironmen, seven uh, sorry, five half Ironman, two full Ironman, 
And uh, I've run over 40 races total, whether they be triathlons, marathons, half marathons. I've completed a race at Disney where I did a half marathon one day, a marathon the next day. And next year, I will do a 5K on Thursday, a uh, 10K on uh, Friday. On Saturday, I'll run a half marathon. On uh, Sunday, I'll run a full marathon all in four days. Wow. Good for you. Way, way to go, and what an incredible, incredible accomplishment. Okay, and a little bit of time that we have left. I know I mentioned at the beginning that you wanted to share a belief that you had prior to the weight loss that you no longer have. What is that, Dan? Yeah, the simple belief is that you can have it all. You can have your health. You can have a great relationship with your spouse. You can have a great job. You can, you can have great friends. You do not have to put your health on the shelf so you can have a great life. You can literally have it all. You have it in you. I love that. So what does your daily life look like now that's different? Well, first off is I I do a lot more meal prepping. I'm intentional about the the meals I eat, the things I eat. I intentionally choose my restaurants uh, or or meal places intentionally. Uh, My schedule is a little bit different only because uh, I, I still do triathlons. I wake up every morning at 4.20 in the morning, um, and I'm at the gym at 5 a.m. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I swim for about an hour and a half. Tuesdays, I bike indoors, and then I run, and that takes about two hours. On Thursdays, I do a track workout. Today, I, I ran a four-hour time trial, which is run four hours, four miles as fast. Sorry, I said four hours. Four-mile time trial. Friday, I swim again, and then uh, Saturdays, I do a long bike ride, three to four hours. And then uh, I'll run afterwards or whatever. And then on Sundays, I'll do a long run, usually minimum of somewhere in the area of 8 to 10 miles, high of up to 20 miles uh, on a Sunday. And I basically train uh, almost seven days a week, and I physically work out on average uh, somewhere in the area of about 10 times, 10 exercise times a week. You know, what I love about what you said, because some people, and in fact, many people will never achieve the level of exercise or the level as an athlete, Dan, that you have. And and I don't want to push everybody to think, oh, I can do that. If you can, that's wonderful. But what I love about what you said is the word intentional. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've made a decision to change your life. And you've made a decision each day intentionally to look at what you eat and what goes in your body, to look at how you exercise and what you're going to do. And for each person, no matter how much they choose to exercise, that word is so powerful. Absolutely. And here's what I would like to share is, you know, anyone can do what I've done. They just may not want to. So, so like we, we label ourselves a lot of times by saying, I'm not a runner. I'm not a swimmer. I'm not a biker. I am not this, I am not that. I say, take that away. Get rid of the I am statement and change it with, I choose not to. Listen, maybe it doesn't sound like a lot of fun to swim two miles. So you could, you just choose not to. If you want to be an athlete, you could. You just choose not to do it the way I did it. Maybe you want to do yoga. Maybe you want to walk. I have friends that, you know, and I'm passionate about helping people get on the same journey I'm on. I have friends that were 600 pounds that are now doing CrossFit. I have folks that were four or 500 pounds hopeless in their 50s with diabetes that were saying, Dan, I'm gonna die, I cannot do what you do. And I said, you have to believe in yourself. Just go meet with a doctor, go be- meet with a nutritionist like Susan, 
go go have these conversations and I'll go with you if you want me to. Mm -hmm. And I've watched them go from 400 pounds to 200 pounds, have their life back. And what they do is they eat healthy and they walk every day. That's it. You know, I want to just thank you so much, Dan, for taking the time and to be so authentic and real and for sharing your very personal story. Is there anything else before we wrap up that we miss that you want to say? You know, all I, all I want to say here to, to folks is just know that um, your life's not over yet. You know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow and today's going to start anew. You know, I live by three key phrases and, and Susan, it's going to take me a minute, but do you mind if I share these three please, thoughts? Yes, please do. All right. The first is you've heard it a couple of times. Life is 10% about what happens and 90% about how you respond. I don't know what got you to where you are right now, but that doesn't matter. The issue doesn't matter. How you respond to the issue matters, whether it be your health, your relationship, your marriage, your children, your work. However you feel in that, I understand. Now, how are you going to respond? Are you going to, are you going to be the victim or are you going to be the hero? You're writing the next page in your life. It's up to you. That's what I say to myself first. Second one is, it's a little bit longer. It says you are at the place at the time, experiencing what you're supposed to be experiencing, going through what you're supposed to be going through, hearing what you're supposed to be hearing, with whom you're supposed to be hearing it as preordained by the God of the universe. And in the moment that you're going through it, as you're going through it, I want you to ask yourself this question. What am I being prepared for? What is, what is this problem, this thing I'm feeling right now preparing me for next? Because usually when you come out the other side, you'll find out that there was a reason you went through it. So you're, you're supposed to be going through it. The last one is that today's the first day of the rest of your life. And this is how I'll finish kind of my part of the conversation here. And Susan, feel free to wrap us up. Is you heard a lot of things that I've said here, and you're all open to reach out to me via social media. Um, I don't know if my information will be in the show links, but you're more it than will. welcome to. Yes, it will. Every bit so of it, yeah. Email me, text me, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to share with you. You can come and, and, and visit me here in Orlando. If you're visiting Disney, come and visit me. See, see a day in my life. Shadow me. People do all the time. I'm more than willing to allow you to do that. But understand this. And the last one, today's the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the first day. It doesn't matter what you weighed today or yesterday, or what you did yesterday, what you even ate yesterday. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. I want you to take back control. I want you to take charge. And the way you do it is start moving in the direction that you want to move. And just know that in 18 short months, for me, everything was different. And it can be for you too. God bless you. Thank you, Dan. Well, don't you just love how Dan lives that mindset? Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. I do. Never give up. There's always hope. And it's so important to hear about all the issues you can face and what you can do about them to stay empowered and to move on. And here on the Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast, we're all about your success. We want to give you as many tools for your toolbox as we possibly can. So don't forget, check out our website at beyondbariatricsurgery.com. Find out more about the courses we offer, supplements you may need. And don't forget, did you know we have a closed Facebook group called Bariatric Surgery Eating? You can be a part of our group. You can talk about those issues that you're facing. You can ask questions through the group. It's a large group, but it's very supportive and it's a private place to post and talk about what's going on. So 
go to Bariatric Surgery Eating on Facebook, request to join. They're free resources for all our members, and this podcast is one of them. Beyond Bariatric Surgery is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Great Ideas in Nutrition, or Practicalories, LLC.